There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Alright, alright, don't start it all laughing. Focus. All right. Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real Real Church Church Matters. matters. And I'm here with someone I thought I did a podcast with a little sooner than uh, March 4th, (laughs) but it's been a long time. Welcome back, Charity, to the podcast. Crowd favorite. (laughs) Crowd favorite who... um, Hasn't been on in a few months. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I won't start the podcast like that. <laughs> no, we can start it like that. Philip came out the gate firing, so shout out to Philip. That was a great podcast. So good. Didn't nobody listen to it, so I took a week off so y'all can listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you see how you... So... Uh, after two That's weeks. That's why you kicked me off of the last podcast. Why? Because you said nobody listened to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a problem, too. Like, what is it? They always say they love charity. Y'all got to listen. So, support for real. Support for real. Speaking of support. Because he won't ask me back on if I don't have any <laughs> listeners. Okay? No, I'm not seeing that. I'm like, results, results, results. No, no, no. It, 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 I, I think we all got busy. We all got busy. Mm-hmm things going on but i'm happy to have charity back shout out to philip that was a great podcast shout out to erica and earl that was an even greater podcast and uh shout out to everybody that listens and shares it and uh all those who are um just not supporting me as much as supporting the message amen and that matters more than supporting me i don't pretty much have a lot to offer I mean, Spotify told me that I got 10 plays off We're of... We're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I got 10 plays off my album. And they said that was a new milestone for 10 plays a day, in a day. So, shout out to people that's listening to the album. If you are interested in the album, it's FSH. I don't use my name. I just, I don't know. I just figured I'd just use my initials. So new it's music coming soon. FSH, new music is coming soon. We are waiting this on... Is, this is the good music. This is the bops, okay? I've been waiting for this music. This is the sunroof, fall, brisk weather music, okay? She's building it up. But it is it is good music. And shout out to Philip for helping me. And obedience over audience because the music just stopped because we talked right up into it all right let's get down to business let's get down to business charity i wanted to have you on for quite a few topics um but the one that was most pressing uh was you couldn't remember i couldn't remember (laughs) but then i looked back let's 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 be honest (laughs) i couldn't remember and then once i saw the list that i had because i have lists and then i put the person's name beside it and I still have one topic where I have mommy and charity for some reason. Ooh, that's juicy. That is juicy. But it was like talking about like um, like tr- the mother-daughter relationship. Ooh, juicy. You know, because I, I think that uh, at some point I want to focus on, uh, you hear people say it sometimes like, I judge people based on how they treat their parents 
and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we should probably have conversations about how to treat or how we sh- that engagement should be as adults. Mm-hmm. And seeing that I'm a mama's boy, <laughs> you got to have somebody else to kind of banter back with because my relationship or my the way that I engaged with my mother was toxic at the beginning mm-hmm. as a child, but then it transitioned to something that's a little more precious than most people's relationships with their mother. So that's typical for boys. I mean, yeah. men and their mom to to have a, a kind of connection, nurturing. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. usually toxic, and that's where I have to we have mm-hmm. to talk about it another time because mm-hmm. ours isn't toxic. It's like. You know, she wouldn't be the one that's like, <laughs> you know, telling the police he didn't do it, that type of stuff. <laughs> but it, but it's healthy. It's a yes. good one. And so I just thought, let's have a mother's boy up there, but let's have a daughter and let's have that conversation. So y'all look you forward to it. You notice he didn't say a oh. mama's daughter. There is no such thing. That's a the, that's the problem. I've never met a mama's girl before. <laughs> there probably should be more of them. <laughs> No, I don't. Do you know any mama's girls? Yeah, exactly. That was the sound of thinking. No, I do know one. Oh, okay. As long as you know one, though. Thank you. You you don't think Savannah is a mama's girl? Savannah, um, my older sister, and the second of seven children, for those who don't know. But no. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I think she adores her parents, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that mother uh, daughter dynamic is an interesting one, and I think it always has points of contention throughout the prog- pro- progressioning, the growth, yeah. and uh, as does father son <laughs> for the same reasons, actually, mm-hmm. for the same reasons. So I think it'll be a good conversation. Yeah. We'll do that eventually. But I wanted to have you on to talk about discontentment. Mm. And to refresh your memory. <laughs> previously. Because, previously on Real Church Matters. We talked about this in just one of our casual discussions. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, six months ago? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> random conversation. And we was, I was literally just annoyed because I at that time I was surrounded by people who um, the common theme. And it usually I don't know if everybody who deals with me like have a meeting <laughs> about where their toxicity is going to come from for a space of time. But at that time, everybody was just talking about how horrible everything was in their life. So much complaining. And everybody is always talking about if I only had this. Mm-hmm whether it be money, insert, you know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. But they always act like it, they're one thing away from contentment. Or enlightenment. Like, I would do better <laughs> Yes, yes. if I had this one thing. Yeah, and I, I literally just had a conversation with uh, somebody, and they were like, you know, it's so much injustice in the world. <laughs> and I said, All right, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? To fix it. Because they kept saying, I just need a bigger platform. 
like the things that they're saying isn't things that we hear every single day from people with bigger on platforms a continuous, on a yeah. continuous basis on every platform imaginable, mm-hmm. even co-signed and sponsored by white people at this point. And, and if those things worked. Right. So, <laughs> so, so that's what I got. Thank you for bringing me back. The digressions are horrible. So <laughs> I say, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? And they thought about it and they said, you know what? I literally would just p- want to pay for this young man's funeral and make sure his family is good and they don't have to take money from the police or the courts, you know, in a civil suit. And they can really hold him accountable and put this, this police officer in jail. And I'm like, so I told you you had a billion dollars. You said you needed, you would need this money to fix the problem. And you only fixed the problem for one family. Well, first of all, his, his problem started out with the problem. He thought that having a bigger platform was the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of in a micro sense, Affecting the the community that he's in and doing the things that he suggests in his right. own community. But that's part of the thing, and I, uh, is that money doesn't solve those problems. No, it doesn't. Like an unjust system is just unjust, and to fight against those systems leads us to the issue of discontentment. Mm-hmm. Is people want to to feel like they're one thing away. Until they get that thing, and then they say, "Well, this wasn't the thing, but this is the thing now." And how discontentment drives us into a place of madness that is commonplace for the world. But I'm having an issue with people who subscribe to Jesus Christ <laughs> and say that He is the Prince of Peace, and yet they are not content. Well, you even have. Um Pastors, leaders, speakers, moving more towards speaking about motivational things and speaking about social media and how to keep your mind stayed on or focus on godly things when you're on social media. Yeah. And I think that that is a... Contributing factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you have this worldly aspect, and all you see is with your eyes what what's happening social media, right? And then you tell someone to look at it as a spiritual aspect. Yeah, like things, like. Like like you said, whether it's social media or the internet or just going outside, your eyes take in this stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't pluck your eyes out. No. So we should, if we're going to have a conversation about contentment, we got to talk about the fact that we do not know how to resolve what we see. We don't know how to resolve that in ourselves. When I see people who doing better than me, when I see people have things, when I wake up and realize I'm on an airbed. Or exactly. <laughs> what is it that is going on that causes me to compare what's happening to somebody else to what's happening to, to what's me. happening to me? And, and I feel like that's a 
bigger issue. That is. The comparative nature is an enemy to contentment. Mm-hmm. Not only is comparison enemy to contentment, your eyes are an enemy to contentment. Mm-hmm. So before we even go to the what is being seen, you have to understand what the act of seeing is always going to work against your your peace. Your faith. Your faith. <laughs> <laughs> the reason he's saying walk by faith is not by and not by sight is not because you're blind, but because seeing makes you blind to faith. Mm-hmm. Real church matters. There we go. So <laughs> I just did my drive. And I know you're going to hate this, but I'm going to reference a, a TV show that I just started watching. Go ahead, because Lil Earl referenced Westworld. <laughs> like I would ever want to bring it up on this <laughs> but, show. But... but um, I I started watching C, and the main <laughs> character said something because he had two kids that had sight. Yeah, and and now the the bad guys want to get them because whoever controls the people who see control exactly. Yeah. So, but he was explaining to his kids how sight is a disability in a world that has been set up for you not to see. Yeah. So your senses are dull because you can see. Yeah. And and that's the same thing with us. Although we are on earth, we were set up to see spiritual things. Yeah. So our senses have to have to be keen to that. Right. Or or our senses that are connected in a very physical way have to be dulled. Exactly. So, so the fact that I wake up and I'm constantly inundated with things that cause me a series, a myriad, a spectrum of emotions. I can see my my family members down bad and all of a sudden I'm concerned. I can see other people doing good and all of a sudden I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I can see, um, I can open up my bank account or open up my Robin Hood account. <laughs> I am on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, or someone else listening can open up their 401k. Or you can open up your text and see somebody sent you something. Mm-hmm. Or open up your voicemail and hear somebody recorded themselves inadvertently on the phone. There's, Is there any distraction? Anything that could come and just cause you to... to move into your emotions, mm-hmm. into your feelings, which lead you away from faith. Mm-hmm. That is discontentment. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to define it for people because right. people say, you know, I'm pretty content with where I'm at. No, you're lazy. <laughs> you're not content. You're stagnant. You're, stagnant. you're not content. Content mm-hmm. is being resolved and resting in your faith, mm-hmm. not in your situation. Real church matters. That's what it is. And for me, for a long time, I I used to like, you know how we have certain perspectives of ourselves and we give ourselves pats on the back for things that are actually toxic. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things things I used to pat myself. Shots fired. No, no, wait. I was talking about me. Relax. I I don't even know. Now I'm curious what you thought. But... (laughs) No, we were just talking about my uh, nature. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I would never talk. <laughs> Jesus. So the reality is, is that like I used to say I'm a man of simple things. 
Mm-hmm. I have simple needs. I I don't need much. I'm pretty chill. You know, no, I, actually, you're not. What you are is afraid of commitment. You're afraid to engage. Say that. You're afraid to move. Mm-hmm. And so you do little things. Mm-hmm. And you say that's the way you like to sit in. And as the reality is you don't like to be exert, uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable and exert any energy mm-hmm. towards anything. Mm-hmm. That's laziness. Mm-hmm. That's not a man of simple means. That's, I'm, I'm actually not a man of simple means. Yeah, yeah, actually, you're the opposite, opposite. I'm actually you're the going opposite. Out of your way. I, I actually am going out of my way to not make my way. Mm-hmm. And when I started making my way, I realized I really like the fruits <laughs> of this. <laughs> and I started to work mm-hmm. and start to apply myself. I really like the fruit of it. And I had to get mad at myself and say, hey, what, what is all this meager stuff? What is all this meek stuff? And that's, it's, it's, a, it's foolishness. It's actually toxic. It's not meekness. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a meager, small-time person who likes the simple things in life. It's a person <laughs> who has weighed his, uh, the costs to the reward, and laziness always won. And I, I'm telling that to people because right now there's some people who are saying, I'm content with my situation and you're not, you're just too afraid to move. So what I will say to that is after you've experienced the other side, yeah. did it become easier for you or do you still struggle with the laziness? I still struggle with it, but I now have a reference point to the fruit. Okay. So once you taste how sweet it is, mm-hmm. the bed don't taste as sweet as that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So chilling don't okay. taste as sweet as that. Okay. You know, I, this is my bag. Okay. I, I, I'm a, <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is my bag. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. And I fight with that laziness all yeah. the time. So Because I often hear people say, like, once you do something or condition your body to something, like working out. Yeah, yeah. Once you condition your body to work out, then it becomes easier and you no longer want to miss the gym. You actually love it. Even with that, because at some point I was really heavy in it (laughs) and I, I fell in love with the results, never with the gym. Absolutely. And so as the results kept going, I'm talking about the, the clothes sizes going down (laughs) The selection of clothes is like, wow, okay, so if I'm in the 2X, it's like a whole nother section of the store to go in. I'm I'm in season. Yeah, I'm in season all the time, and there's other colors than black, gray, and khaki. (laughs) Do you understand? Like, you you start seeing that, and you just fall in love with the result. Mm -hmm. You, You start to sacrifice more. And the reality is, is that even though the results are sweet, the lasting flavor of it doesn't stay long in your mouth. And so you constantly have to have a taste of the results or you forget real quick. Mm. And then the bed becomes sweet again. Mm. It's just the way it is for people who are of this type of lifestyle. And may, there may be more lazy people than there are people who take initiative. Some people think they're not lazy charity because their, their situations call for them to work. But they don't understand that though they work hard, they don't have work ethic. Mm. Real church matters.
Now that's a major key because I I I know that, and depending on what their job is, they may have a, a a lazy job. Yeah. So they're fulfilling their job to the best capacity. Yeah. Because it is a it, it works low force job. Yeah. It's 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 simple. I'll they'll work at they're like I'll work at this warehouse for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. and I was one of those people like. I just need a solid job <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can work this all day. And people would hate the type of jobs that I loved because they were menial. They didn't call for me to really pay attention. It was low supervision. Mm-hmm. I loved working warehouses because of that. But the reality is, is that I lacked work ethic because anytime it, it would call for me to work on myself, to build my skills, mm-hmm. to build my value, mm-hmm. which no matter what job you guys are in, takes work. Absolutely. To build your skills means you need to put time and effort in. You have to care. You have to care. <laughs> you have to commit to yourself. And that means, and the only way that you can grow in this space is by building your value. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you'll have people who will tell you that they they work hard, but you're like, hey, but you don't have work ethic. You don't have work. You're you're not putting energy towards how you can perfect yourself. So you can get more money. Mm-hmm. You can get hired in better positions. No, you like, I don't know how I got this one. I'm going to hold on to this. <laughs> I'm going to ride this out. Every now and then they throw you. I was you, lucky enough to get this one. I was lucky enough to get this one. Every now and then they'll bump you up a thousand dollar raise it's annual if your salary. If some of you are on menial jobs, they give you seventy five cent here, mm-hmm. seventy five cent there, and you feel like there's progression, but there is work, but there's no work ethic. So while you are per, per, you are helping advance the agenda of your company, you are not working to advance the agenda of you and your agency. And you, your family, and your household. Mm-hmm. And that's just the sad reality is that there's a lot of people working 12-hour shifts who think they have work ethic. So let me ask you this. For those people who were, um, you know, complaining about miscellaneous things going on in life, mm-hmm. and it just was a reflection of their discontentment, once you pinpoint the fact that you are discontent then what i think once once you realize a lot of people start to resent where they are in life because now they understand they have discontentment yeah and a lot of times people because it's hard for us to be introspective with these things Mm -hmm. so we'll blame everything else around us for why we are discontent and then that causes resentment which then causes a whole nother issue where you completely lash out right yeah so then what so what you were saying is very true and the issue with um with what people can do once they realize they're discontent is number one, like we defined, discontentment is when you are not resting in faith, you're resting in what you see. Mm-hmm. And so once you're resting in what you see 
and what you see perplexes you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you you then are always going to start to lean on how you can fix it or complaining about the things you feel you can't fix to have you in this place. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I always tell people is I used to sit and look at the one ads to work myself up <laughs> to say, I need to get a job. Then I would look at the one ads and say, there's nothing in here that I could get. This is a person who did not send out any resumes, <laughs> did not call any of those numbers, mm-hmm. just looked at it and said, none of these places will hire me. Why force? There's a million reasons. My <clears throat> I'm not qualified. The last time I had a job was this. I've never had a job of this level. I, it, you build in the case. You might as well be a lawyer. Because we rationalize what we see. We never rationalize according to faith because we're not leaning on faith, mm-hmm. leaning on what we see. Mm-hmm. So we'll start saying all this stuff. And while these are the very people who will tell you wear crystals and tell you about manifestation <laughs> and everything and still have such a low view of themselves because they are looking at themselves with absent of who they can be in faith in God. Mm. <laughs> Real church oh, matters. Why is it not working? Real that? church matters. Everything cut off all the sudden. Church there we go. Matters. So the, <laughs> the reality is, it's like I was one of those people. Mm. I was very confident in myself, and then lost confidence in my myriad of failures. So then, all of a sudden, I'm not finding a new thing to lean on. I'm just still trying to lean on me, and f- knowing that I am not dependable to myself. Right. So it just gives you into a spiral of constant things. The only thing that shifted for me is I started to believe in God mm-hmm. and what he is able to do in me. Mm-hmm. Not this fair, fairy tale, like, let me go uh, apply for a job that I is six figures and it has all these qualifications that I don't meet. Mm-hmm. But let me apply to jobs and let God sort it out. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not rendering a verdict now, even when the facts are very real it, to me. I'm no longer rendering a verdict on myself because of what I see in others. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just nasty that way. It has to be, I'm going to try and I'm never going to tr- stop trying because the person who stops trying is a person who lost hope and hope is the cousin of faith. Mm-hmm. So when I, when, when you see a person lose hope, you see a person who got no try. They got no try. So would you say, and I always um, see that faith and hope are paired together. Well, really faith, hope, and charity are paired together. Yeah. Would you say that faith is the the being of, of the mind and, and hope is the action of the body? I, I think you're, you're on to it, but it's all mine, though. Okay. So it's like faith is the operating system mm-hmm. and hope is the execution of a, of a program. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. it's like an app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get to, because I'm on iOS, which is faith. It makes it function. It makes everything function. So I'm able to have hope because I have faith mm-hmm. and I'm able to have hope, not in everything, but only the thing that I have faith. Mm. And I'm able to love everything, not because I can am the source of love, but because I'm connected to the operating system, the source, which is 
faith. Mm -hmm. Faith connects me to a source that gives me everything it has. Mm -hmm. And so when we connect ourselves to God and we ask for money, it's retarded. Okay. When we connect ourselves to God and we ask for love, we get it. Mm-hmm. We ask for faith, we get it. We ask for hope, we get it. We ask for peace, we get it. Because that's what he got for us. He's the plug in that way. I remember having a back and forth with somebody on Instagram <laughs> because she like was promoting like God is the plug, and she was listening to the podcast at some point, and maybe she still is. God bless her. And I remarked that God's not the plug. Back in the days where I thought having these engagements with people was sus, some type of meaning. <laughs> Of anything, but and because I knew what she meant, God is the plug to. Mm-hmm. He's the means to money. He's the means to success, to wealth. No, he's not. He is the source of the power that you get to use on your way to those things because they're not that special. Well, the things that he's already given us from the beginning are they they precede. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like when you have gifts and talents, Mm -hmm. the very fact that you have the functionality of your limbs, Mm -hmm. the fact that you actually have a working brain puts you in on pace to do great things on earth. Exactly. So when you sitting at home with fully functioning arms and legs and a sound mind or reasonably sound mind. (laughs) Hmm. There's no nothing that you can't do. <laughs> if you ask for us to do a split right now, I will tell you I can. If you put him with people who show people how to do splits, I can. They, I just need some time. And they'll, they'll work with you. I watched a video where they was teaching a girl how to do splits and cheerleading. And so they kept stretching her yeah, legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you don't have people who are bending you in a certain way, you're not going to just wake up and bend that way. Mm-hmm. That's what your church was supposed to be about. Mm. The church was supposed to be about people bending us in ways we never been bent before. Mm. All I needed to do is see people do something I never thought could be done. And then they show me that you can flex your arm that way and it ain't going to snap off, brother. Mm. It's not going to break. For you to get up and work and learn something. Hey, hey, you can learn a skill without going to college. You can mm-hmm. cut on your internet, pull up YouTube, stop reading stuff about anti-vaxxing and learn <laughs> a skill. Charity, you, I'm speaking to somebody who knows. Like You learn skills just by on the internet, right? Absolutely. We feast off this internet. This, Absolutely. this internet is Harvard University. It's Princeton. It's Yale. It's all those places. And even those places give out free classes. Especially with our generation, because we were able to see the transition of pre-internet yeah. to now. The, the level of and engagement that you had to do to learn. Exactly. Walking my behind, I, I just... A girl in my class, she stood up and it was blood on the chair. <laughs> and we was like, and it was twins. Actually, both the twins synced up. up and started spotting the same day, different class. So we went biology, one of them. The other one was sad for her. Then she get up. She breaks down. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your stories. <laughs> so, so shout out to those twins this was in eighth grade and i immediately i tried to ask i asked mom i was like can i go to the library i walked my behind to that library i went to that library and i said can you give me books on menstruation 
And it's still one of your favorite topics <laughs> to shut, talk about. Shh. <laughs> I sat in that library, Charity, before the internet. Sat in that library. She didn't give me no books, really. She gave me like one that she felt was suitable for an eight, eighth grader about pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> She said, certainly. Certainly. He has to be asking for this For this reason. reason. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care about that. And then she just pointed me to the encyclopedias. And I read and I read and I wanted to know as much as I could. Because that's what we do when we are interested. Mm. But what happens in the Bible talks about this Proverbs. It says a man with no hope is deferred. Mm. Mm -hmm. Another one says a man with no hope. Rots from his bones yeah. From the inside out The first thing that goes when you're discontent Is your interest mm. You better real ch- real, You real, better real, say real, that Real, real yeah. church matters. You better say yeah. that you, it's, I'm telling you it's, it sucked the life I've been making music since I was 19 I stopped from 2006 All the way up till About <sighs> 2015 they make no didn't make no music really I mean the songs that people would see us play in church those were songs that was written mm-hmm. in a short span of time between 1999 and 2006 somebody died and that came on the same time that I got fired from a job and I lost hope lost hope I didn't do much of nothing during that time, I could tell you every movie that came out. Just so I can't say I didn't do much of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a lot of. It was the onset of reality TV. It was. Well. I saw Flavor of Love, Bad Girls Club, The Boondocks, every episode Charm of The Wire, Charm School. Shout out to Monique. I saw all of this stuff. <laughs> I was tuned in, locked into that television. Mm-hmm. Literally, there was, there was, it was appointment television. I would sit at the TV at 7.59 waiting for ABC. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Last week on Lost. And I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in, Charity. Mm-hmm. I'm locked in. And in the midst of that, crying, <laughs> sadness, depression, ulcers, from taking medicine for bad teeth. Because, <laughs> you know, you got bad teeth. You don't got no insurance. You're a grown man. You ain't on nobody's insurance. It's a lot going on. I know this is triggering some people, but let you, you be triggered. Let yo. you be triggered right now because you need to be triggered. You need to deal with these things. And in the midst of that, sitting and watching a word network and hearing pastors drive me deeper into sadness because they talked about a God I thought I prayed to and served and what he was doing for them. Mm. Why isn't he doing it for me? And that's the part. That's the part that I think we miss in in the believer community when we speak or hear sermons about what God is capable of. Yeah. But we don't hear the caveat to that. Yes. We don't hear the requirement to that. We Absolutely. don't hear the life call 
yeah. from that. We've been talking about that in family Bible study. Like you, you talk about faith to believe who he is. If you truly believe who he is, then you believe what he told you to do mm-hmm. in the authority of who he is. Mm-hmm. If this man tell you that if you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Now your mind is stayed on that boy who told you he don't love you no more. And mm-hmm. you wonder why you're not in peace. Mm-hmm. You want him. You don't want peace. Mm-hmm. You'll feel at peace if he come back, but mm-hmm. he can't be your peace. Cause the minute he is, God isn't. And there's a conflict of interest there. Mm-hmm. And it always will be. And everybody keep fighting. And the Bible says, you know, the uh, out of out of the heart. I mean, the the seed of, of no, no, out of the abundance of the heart flows issues of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything we go through sources there. Mm-hmm. He said the issues of life. He wasn't. T- he was talking about life. Mm-hmm. Anything you going through. It ain't the person you going through it with. It's your heart in relation to that, how you see it. Mm -hmm. I've seen people go through horrific things. Take it like a champ. (laughs) No, seriously. Take it on a champ. I've seen people go through a tenth Mm -hmm. of what that person went through and they ready to die. Mm -hmm. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I can't take it. If another person died in my family, boom, somebody died tomorrow. Oh, my God. Is there a reason to live now? Yes. Maybe distant relatives. Distant relatives, cousins, friends you just knew around the block. The problem is, is while they're dead, you're still alive. Mm -hmm. And in you being still alive, no one cares. So if you don't pay your rent, you're going to be out on the street. This is the problem with discontentment and that the foolishness that it puts us in mm-hmm. is that it drives us deeper. Mm-hmm. So the person who's discontent and sad because they're, they are overweight begins to drive themselves deeper into sadness, which leads them to doing more eating, which leads them to be even more heavier. That's true. So the cycle just continues because at the end of the day, discontentment doesn't care about what you see cares about how you feel about what you see. Mm -hmm. So we got to feel differently about the things that are, we need to have a very real perspective about real, not toxic, not toxic. And that's the T. Yeah. Yeah. Cause for our our type of people, our type of people, we tend to go and be extreme to the other side. Yes. I'm going to ride this wave because this is who I am. I'm yeah. going to own it. And it's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's th- those people who say, I'm just being realistic. Mm-hmm. I don't like those people. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't like them because it used to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm just being realistic. I, like, why would I try out for that? Why would I do that? <laughs> this is clearly not. <laughs> if I listen to myself, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even make music. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to play no piano. Even when I try it, people are like, can you stop? Put the headphones on. <laughs> the problem is that we are, we think that we are subject matter experts and we just got here. Yeah. This whole world has existed longer than we can even imagine. In the eons of this world, in the span of where the world sits on the number line we call eternity. You might live to be 70, 80, 90, 100 years old. That is nothing. That's a millisecond in the, on the timeline of life. Yeah. And then you show up here having 40 years. I'm going to talk to me right now. You show up <laughs> here having 40 years Make it personal. In, in a world that has lived beyond you. 
Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you want to define what you can, can't do, should do, won't do, will do. You don't have that power. Not under the parameters of what you heard from God, but based what you, off of what, what you, you heard from people, what you saw from people mm-hmm. who just got here too. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy but part. But it's so hard for us. And, and, and I think that's wild to me too. It's always so hard for us to believe and follow what God tells us to do. But it's easy for us to believe what a man says. Charity, we'll believe what a man say about us more than we believe what God say about us. Now, I people, this is the crazy part. I believe. I just said that. I know. <laughs> I know. Just, I, I was just saying like, amen. I believe in me until I let me down. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. I, people believe in people till they let them down. Mm-hmm. Then every time a person do something, like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. If I get on this bus stop and you don't, you're not here, I miss one time. One time. That's true. Right? <laughs> but they, this is the contradiction. If I tell somebody I can do all things through Christ, they say, ah, I guess. You just said you can do it. But I, because I said I could do it through Christ, it's weird. You said you could do it off of nothing but sheer will and hoping yourself. about it. It's that that self-motivational speaker, the I'm going to speak things, affirmations, I'm going to make sure that I'm confident, but... Yeah, confident to do what? What does this gas take you? Exactly. I want to know, because the gas that got you up might not get you up tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm reason I'm using something as simple as getting about the bed is because for some of you who are listening, you know how hard that is. Absolutely. Before y'all get into this thing, I believe God to take me to great places, great spaces and higher platforms. Do you even believe God to get you out that bed when you feel like you can't do it mm. and you can't go on? Mm. And you feel like the whole world is against you and you feel like people are working against your mission. Mm. And you don't feel like you have the energy. If you don't think that that God can raise you about that bed, why do you think he can raise you about your situation? Mm -hmm. I like to start small. I think of every time I get out the bed with a right mind as a victory. Because I remember the days where I couldn't get out the bed, Mm. not even to go to the bathroom, really. And people would come in and try to remind me of who I was in God. And all I could tell them is who I was to me. Mm-hmm. That's discontentment. That's discontentment. It is. That, that's re- being resigned to a fate that you have been re- vindicated of. Like somebody gave willingly their life. Yeah. <laughs> they telling you, oh, you've been paroled. And you're like, just leave me here to die. <laughs> Them Eeyore. <laughs> yeah. We did say we was going to talk about yeah. them Yeah, them Eeyore Christians, man. You telling them like, <laughs> it's, and here's the crazy thing. We not even talk about supernatural things. I, we ain't even, we never get to God doing supernatural things because y'all don't even use him to do the natural things super. <laughs> 
real <laughs> church matters. I I, I want to see you kill it at work. I want to see you move in excellence at work. Do the natural thing super before we get to the supernatural. Absolutely. People sitting around like, I want him to save my niece from drug addiction. Well, your niece probably will listen to you more if she's seen you do the normal thing super. Mm. My God. She, she see you argue with your husband. And then you turn to her and say, God don't want you to be a homosexual. God don't want you to be cantankerous and bitter. Mm. What say you? The God that can change my mind from wanting women, can cha- can he change your mind from being nasty and bitter towards your husband? Just the natural things to say hello to him, to be concerned about his day. Do the natural things super. Mm. That's where I'm at with it. I just want to see, I'm my, my, God, my, my God. expectations are so low for people now, right now, Charity. I just want to see them go to work and their, their boss be able to say, that's an excellent worker. Mm. Go to work on time. Actually sit at the table with their children and hold a conversation. Clean their house. Clean their house. Take care of themselves. Go see a doctor. Get a physical. Get a checkup. Talk to them about vaccinations. Brush their teeth every day. Stop getting your vaccination information from the Savoy Show. <laughs> what is that name of that set website? I have no idea. What it's one mean. of them that say Savoy. It's one. Of, I know we got somebody in our family last no, name. No, no, but, but I know it's one of them. Yeah. The Spiritual Word Savoy Show. Yeah, it is the Savoy Show. Black media takeout. Black media takeout. The shave room. Won't you go to a doctor and talk with a doctor? Get you a primary physician before you go on Google. Google doesn't have any HMAs. Hello? Is this thing going? The reality is, like, we need to start doing the natural thing super. Right. That's how we start to get back into a regimen of seeing the great things that God is doing in our life. That's how we get to, to this is the next part of it. Discontentment is being accepting of the plan God has for you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes y'all are discontented because you don't like what it looks like God is trying to do because you don't even know what he's doing. But you, because you don't like the chapter you in, you like, this is a bad book. I was there. That was me. That was my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I just told Philip the other day. I said, bro. Embrace this moment because we're not just one moment that would make us photographs, mm-hmm. but we're a series of moments. Yep. And because we're a series of moments, this one may not look great, but when we put all the moments together, what will it say about you? And better yet, what will it say about you and God? Because mm-hmm. ultimately this is our love story. Yeah. And they, when they say, uh, let your light so shine before the world so they may see your good works and glorify your God, which is in heaven. Your work is to author this story. Mm-hmm. That's your work. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are confused about your work so much so that you spend all your time at church and your family's dying. Mm-hmm. That's not your work. No. That's not your work. That may be your job. And for those of you who get a paycheck from church, that is your job. That is not your good work. Especially if it is coming in opposition to the work you should be doing in your home. Everything should be harmonious with that. Everything should be harmonious. And if it's God's work, it works in unity. Mm-hmm. Because while, whether you believe it or not, God is not chaos. No. 
And I know some of you are sitting in the, in confusion right now because you see tornadoes and rain and you like this world is full of chaos, but there's an order to what God does. Mm-hmm. And even the tornado is a part of that plan. So for those of you who are going through some mess right now, understand it's a part of the plan. Yeah. And just the complexity of knowing that we will never be able to understand the reasoning of God. Like, yes, natural disasters happen, but they also render something that is useful to the earth. Yeah. To continue. Yeah. And it's hard to understand. Charity. I'm more important than the plan of the earth. Mm-mm. No, you're not. No, no. I'm more. Imp- God, why are you doing this to me? Because I have a plan bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Even where you fit into it is great. But what I'm going to do in the grand scheme is greater than you. And that may that may in our reasoning seem. um seem harsh yeah and malice yeah to know that you know we're just a small portion and while this may have been life ending or life altering for me it was part of a larger yeah plan it's people who literally they want to be on the biggest platform why can't i be yolanda adams (laughs) Out of everybody, I was not, I was not ready for that one. I always try to go obscure when I'm trying to make you laugh. <laughs> this is why you can't be Yolanda Adams because your name's not Yolanda Adams. Mm-hmm. And this lady said it; she's retiring from this show on ESPN, and they celebrated her 19 years there. And she said, as her final piece, they said, "You get the last, have the last word." She said, "I'm remembering at this moment that I am planting trees I will not climb." Mm. And it hit me. Mm. And I said, Amen. <laughs> White lady. <laughs> I agree. That's was what... she the one that was caught in the bathroom? <laughs> 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 no. No. She's just a nice lady. No, nothing <laughs> nothing scandalous. She's not being fired or something. She's older. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, no, not that. But, <laughs> but the reality is, is like we're not there's people who are not okay with that though that sounded cool to me somebody was like oh police <laughs> Bumble. Bumble, whatever i want to climb that tree <laughs> if why is god making me plant trees i don't get to climb why is he having me plant trees i don't get to eat the fruit from some of us are discontented because we are have a plan that is in opposition to god's plan my mother looked me in the eye one day. She said, I had a dream that you were preaching the word. And I said, dream on. I didn't say that to her. No, you ain't. But I said it in my head. I said, dream on, player. <laughs> and she was right. It was a prophetic dream. Mm-hmm. I walked right into it. Matter of fact, by the time it happened, it wasn't even a, any kicking and screaming on my part. <laughs> it was my refuge. It was my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. The life worked funny how life works out. God knows how to work it where you he never had to drag you to your purpose. You run to it. Yeah. Not because you want it, but in refuge to the things you wanted. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. 
church. Real church. That's man. the reality. <laughs> I'm about to get sad because I know how sad that was. The reality is we all go into these things kicking and screaming. Join the club, but just know now embrace it and help other people understand. Don't be discontented because you had a different plan for your life than God did. Yeah. I listened to my little niece and I said, what you want to be? She said, right now I want to be a model. I ain't going to nothing, no discrediting her or not make, no, you want to be a model? That's what's up. She going to walk this runway right to her purpose. That's what she going to do. God going to be like, you better work. Work it, girl. Walk to your destiny. And every time she turned another way, he going to throw some adversity and have her going the right way. Amen. Why? Because she got praying people. When we pray for people, we're praying for them to go through adverse conditions that condition their heart for God. That that they will arrive to the place. That's what you're praying for. I know some of you not praying. I literally watched a family sit at the table and everyone in the family was grown and they did a nursery rhyme over their food. I'm telling you that people engagement with God is very infantile. But I want you to know this is a terrible guy. <laughs> who has big plans and will go through any lengths to get you to be a part of those plans. Mm-hmm. And if you don't end up a part of those plans, it'll only be because you severely, mm. severely fought it and you are the worst for it. Mm. I E C Jonah. <laughs> Some of you literally you're in the mouths of the well and you like this is a part of your discontentment. Yeah. Is you're in a place you don't want to be because you're in a place where you don't want to be. But you are in the place <laughs> Yes. Because of you. Because of you. Because you still think you matter. Mm-hmm. And and I that's where oh my goodness. I, we we getting the rambling just a going. But I love when people, it's so sweet when we sing songs like, oh, how he loves me. Oh, safe in his arms. Do you know where this God <laughs> is taking you? He's taking you to higher heights. Mm-hmm. To quote somebody, his name is Khaled. He said he's suffering from success. And most people don't realize the. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> 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 but most people don't realize the elevation can kill you. Mm-hmm. They so they are always in the deep depths. Now, when when you get to a certain air quality, you can't breathe. Can't breathe. Ain't it, it's it's no room for play. Mm-hmm. You fighting for every breath. It's nobody key keying it up at the top of Everest. Mm-hmm. They not. <laughs> Girl, you can't. <laughs> no, it's, it's none of that. It's no. It's not for play. People say they want to go higher, charity, but they still want key key it up. It's no room for play. It's been a, it's been a minute. I'm making up for it now. You know, I got. I'm dying. I need a sound effect that's just like a flat line, like boo. You need that, and real, you need real, the Eeyore real Christian. Church. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely. Oh, I'm so lonely. I'm waiting for God to send me my Boaz. <laughs> Not Boaz. And when you get your Boaz, you're going to hate him. You're going to hate him. Because your intention 
Because he's going to be a reminder of God. <laughs> and you ain't want that. You didn't want that. You wanted somebody to make over you. Mm-hmm. You wanted somebody to worship you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You wanted somebody to cater to you. Mm-hmm. So if you say you want a man of God and he loves God more than he loves you, you're going to hate it here. It's the love of God for me. That's what you're going to tell yourself. <laughs> It's just gone too far. And I'm not talking about somebody who's never home because he had to church. That does not find love of, define love of God. So there's a lot of people who are thinking that they are in the presence of God because they're in the presence of church. And that's not true. Mm-mm. But to close out this discontentment thing, that's a big part of it is that we hate the plan that we see. It's going on. It's like being dealt cards and spades. You're about seven cards in and you don't have any spades yet. You already know this hand is whack. You already looking at your partner. You're like, it's only a few more cards I'm going to get. I doubt I get a black lesson board. <laughs> and y'all seeing what God is handing you. You seeing where this thing is leaning and you're like, well, I can sing, but I really want to be famous and sing. Mm. And he's like, nah, you can just sing. And you could touch people with that singing, but the world won't know you. Mm. Are you okay with that? Mm. Yeah, you're talented and your talents will feed your family, but you might not be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Are you okay with that? Mm. Are you okay with God's plan? Because if you are, then you're content. But if you're not okay with God's plan, that's discontentment. Okay, Jerry. (laughs) And that's not God's plan at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is not God's plan. But the, the the reality is that how we work through that is we begin to have faith that I can do all things through Christ, but I have to subscribe myself to his plan. We have to be of like mind. With God. With yeah. God. And, and when we arrive to that, then it'll be easier for us to process yeah the plan charity just said what the song says so perfectly says jesus you're the center of my joy all this good and perfect comes from you if you don't believe that you're already going to be finding yourself discontented Mm -hmm. and then he go on to say you're the source of my contentment Mm -hmm. hope for all i do Mm -hmm. it's like literally when he is the center you find contentment. Mm-hmm. But when you are the center, you're trying to figure out why the world doesn't orbit around you. Yeah. And you hate it here. Mm-hmm. You hate that you marry somebody who isn't making over. You hate that you work at a job that doesn't make it over you. They like the new girl better than you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you hate that you're not the center. And for a chauvinistic, narcissistic person like I was, even as a young man, Coming from meager beginnings, very poor, but has <laughs> such a high view of himself. I thought the world was going to revolve around me and the world showed me very quickly, very quickly that they don't care about me. But despite the fact that they showed you, you still didn't learn the lesson. I didn't learn the lesson. So it had to continuously happen. Yes. Like going into college and taking the pretest and testing right into remedial math <laughs> and you ask after us, having the highest SAT score yes. in your school exactly and you're asking the lady like excuse me um I was supposed to be in math 101 this says math 007 they're like 
Yes, Bond, you're in remedial. <laughs> so make your way to Math 007 because you got three more of those OOs before you get the 101. Why? I don't understand. Because the test that you took just now said that this is where you belong. You probably should have took that placement test more seriously. Because I was in there like, what am I taking this for? They just want to see if I'm competent. Okay, I'm not do that. 007. And they had to sit through three semesters of math before I even got to a real math. Shameful. And yes, that was me. I had to keep learning the same lesson over and over. Because I'm discontent, but I'm not content with the fact that the only way to be content is through God. Yeah. And we hate when somebody got us by the tail like that. We hate. I, I hate nothing I did I hate more than having to catch rides with Savannah. <laughs> and feeling like I had to walk eggshells with her. And sometimes I say, like, I ain't going to hold my tongue. <laughs> then I'd be like, what time are you getting up tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> we good, right? We good, right? Um, you said seven? <laughs> it, it's weird. <laughs> Did you eat breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because I, I don't have money for breakfast either. So, it's, do you have like anything left or anything? Else? <laughs> Where's my unit? <laughs> but that, that, that's the reality, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we know we so beholden to God that we rail against it. Yeah. And you'll see, I laugh when I hear people like, I don't even believe in God. No, you somebody, <laughs> you somebody that's better. You mad that he's in control. Yeah. What we used to sing with the little old ladies bothers you now. He got the whole world in his hand. Please hand me mines. I would like for you to not have mines in your hand. I had plans for mines. I wanted to be a YouTube star. I wanted to sing like Yolanda Adams with the swag of Mary J. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but that's that's the reality that people are, they hate that he has the whole world in their hand, his hands. And he knows how he wants this to play out. And the minute I stopped fighting, he, he unfolded the rest of the plan. He's like, oh, you're not just going to be a minister for us. You're going to do this and this and this. And you're going to have a business that can fund this so you can keep the outcomes of people's faith separate from the income. Mm. So that you can make money, but also make disciples Mm. and not try to make money by making disciples. Mm. I'm going to give you giftings that will allow you to move into spaces where people who had never even engaged a type of Christian that you are, because there's different types of Christians mm-hmm. and we are considered like the Pikachu of Christians, <laughs> the unicorns <laughs> or oh, oh, the Mewtwo's for those of you who collect um, Pokemon's Mewtwo is a very rare one. So we're the Mewtwo's of Christians. Like we, we're not out here often. You're going to find our type. Mm-hmm. So when you come across people who never met our type, I was able to come across them because I was able to enter spaces because of the gifts God gave me. Mm-hmm. You saying for you, do you know what I'm saying you, you engaging with people and people respect you for your gift. And then they get to understand and respect you for your faith. Absolutely. And not cause I walk in a room and instead of my business card, I have scripture cards and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I literally went to drop off a picture that I got framed for a client on Christmas Eve. I ended up sitting there with her. I never brought up church to her. But her parents were sitting talking about church. So I hopped in because this is my bag. I like, I'm going to sit here with them. And she felt like she just looked at me like she was betrayed. She's like, I just heard you tell them that you were a minister. You never told me. <laughs> you never told me. I feel betrayed. I feel like I should have known this. You did know it. If think about it. You did know it. You did. I'm, this doesn't need to be broadcast. Mm-hmm. It needs to be shown. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like people want us to keep running the reel over and over. It's like, no, look what time it is. If they can't tell about what time it is, there's a problem. Or what follows me. Look what, just look to the point of like, I need to meet your mother. (laughs) Because you don't seem like a typical person. Mm -hmm. I need to know who created this. (laughs) Now I respect her. Because I've known you this long and I've known you to be a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. She don't know the me that y'all know. Mm. Right? She don't know the me that, that y'all know. Yes, she do. No. No. <laughs> no. Family knows a force. That, and, and that's why it's, it's hard for a lot of people in here to, to really teach and preach and help their families. Because family know the real force. Family know the real us. Mm -hmm. They know all of it. And so the more that we spend time around people, they get to understand that, okay, this person is not perfect, but this perfect person is striving for a perfection. Mm -hmm. And all we can ask of people is for them to be headed in a direction. Yeah. And so when I'm laying in the bed, and I'm discontented. I'm going nowhere. I'm in neutral. I'm going nowhere. And the whole reason I wanted to do this podcast is for people who are sitting and saying life sucks and nothing's working for them. And I want you to know from two people who are literally at different spaces of our lives. But I know the space that charity's in. Mm-hmm. That beginning journey. This January will make 13 years in my business. You know, what I mean, like it'll, it'll, it'll be thirteen years of me not knowing what in the world I'm doing, yeah. or where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But it marks thirteen years where I decided to stop trying to figure it out. <laughs> and it's and it's a wonderful thing after you've exhausted yourself for years trying to put all of the pieces on the board. Yeah. Once you realize that I'm supposed to go with what I got. Yeah. Go with what you got. Literally. That's what I was messing with Leah. And she said, she want to be fashion designer. Say, have you made any clothes yet? She said, well, I need fabric. (laughs) I said, well, your dad just took them jeans and made shorts. (laughs) So ask him for more old clothes that you can flip and change. If you're interested, you'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a space. There, there, the resource is not the issue. She get, she's gonna get me. <laughs> so I'm so tired of him. They, they can't wait to get out of here. But the reality is, is that it's, it's not waiting for anything. It's just doing, doing with the understanding that I 
can do all things through Christ according to his plan. So I have to marry myself to his plan. And then I have to marry myself to the reality of what it yields me. I get to walk in a power, a certainty, an assurance, a Mm -hmm. blessed assurance. And regardless of whether it is a what we would consider or deem a good plan or not, we still have to have the Job outlook on it because we don't know what's coming around the corner. We do know that there's going to be some slaying. (laughs) (laughs) And though he slay me, yet will I trust. Amen. And there's going to be some people in your life, just like Job's wife, Mm -hmm. and say, curse God and die. They're going to say what they told me. Hey, Forrest, I sent you a few applications in USA Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I respect that. I respect that. You want to know why? Because family ain't fitting to know the plan that you don't know. That's for sure. They only know what they see. And if they not 100% bought into what God is doing and trusting that you serve that God, then they won't understand. And I appreciate the love from that ignorance because it's still love. I'd rather take ignorant love before I take ignorant hate any day. You feel me? So I appreciate those resumes, but there it's good to have people around you. It's like, I see what you're doing. It's crazy. <laughs> if you need my help, let me know. But it's it just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. And I probably should say it more. I don't say it enough to you privately, but I'm going to say it here publicly, and that way you can always play it too. What you're doing is not for the faint of heart. So you got to make sure that you are connecting yourself to that guy who will never let your heart faint. Because and I'm not trying to spiritualize entrepreneurship. Then <laughs> we could do another podcast about that. But... <laughs> But I am trying to spiritualize the courage and the faith it takes to walk a journey you don't understand. And that's not for the faint of heart. But people think all the time. All the time at it. And so just keep the faith. You only know what you got. You know what I mean? You only know what you got. Even when it comes to gifts and stuff, we'd be like, anybody could do what I did. That's not true. And why did I do this? And why did the doors open for me to do this? Why is people knocking on my door to do this? The market not just speaks to your skill. It speaks to God's plan. Because clients are providence. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. We'll get to it. Uh, Shout out to everybody. Love you. I, I was trying to catch the music. I didn't catch the music. We missed it. We missed it. And we I'm keeping this outro. in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping this in there because this is weird. But I'm it's, girl. I'm girl. It, I'm not girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am boy. <laughs> I got to get used to Charity being on here because this is, this is just crazy. But this is funny. I'm keeping all of this in there. <laughs> Continue to listen to Real Church Matters. This is 189. What am I calling it? 
I thought it was discontentment. I know I always try to do something clever, but um, no, we'll just call it discontentment. Mm -hmm. All right. Love y'all. Bye.